all right, now here's the problem, okay? The problem is I want to apply real, authentic, biblical love, the kind of love that Jesus displayed, uh, loving kindness and tender mercies, right? Chesed in Hebrew. Um, that means grace actually too. But the problem today is that many Christians have uh, this crazy fake love, but God wants us to have a, a sane love, an authentic love, a real deep down love, the love of Jesus Christ in our hearts. And um, so the reason that a lot of these people have this is because they take scripture out of context. So, so here's the Bible, right? We want to use the Bible to understand scripture more than books, more than anything else. I mean, I've wrote a couple of books and there's commentaries that are great and other books that are awesome and they're good, but make sure you don't replace them, replace the Bible with them, right? I mean, that would be a huge mistake. We don't wanna do that. So what's going on today is there's a lot of confusion, a lot of spiritual confusion out there. And there's a lot of verse hunting to make the Bible say what people want the Bible to say. And it's just not good. I mean, there's things like they take scripture, they, 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 they verse hunt, and then they take one scripture or two scriptures, and then they say, well, love wins because God is love. So, so love wins. And even if you don't want to admit you're a sinner, love wins anyway. Well, that's not what's going on. That's not true. That's, that's a false theology. That's false doctrine, false teaching. Uh, some of them are saying that God is love, so he's just waiting to heal you of everything right now because he's good and all he wants is good for you. Well, yeah, that, that's true. He does want just good for you, but he's not going to heal you all the time. Sometimes he, he lets things hurt you for a while because they're for your own good. Like Paul asked God to take away that whatever it was. It was a thorn in his side and, and God didn't take it away. Uh, there was a reason for it. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. And there was a reason God kept that going on with uh, with uh, Paul, actually. So I've heard even stories of people chanting uh, signs and wonders, signs and wonders. Well, that's not good. Jesus said a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after signs and wonders. He also said, don't marvel that you can cast out demons. Remember he said that to his disciples, but marvel that you've been saved. He also says in Matthew, in the book of Matthew, he says that there'll be those that day who will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not cast out demons and do great miracles and signs and wonders in your name? And he's going to say to them, away from me, I, I never knew you. That's a scary scripture. That's a scary verse there. It's not about miracles you guys it's about a relationship with jesus christ a, a relationship of love right that's what it's about so biblical christianity is not just going to meetings once a week or twice a week it's an everyday relationship of love with the creator all right it's exciting and it's an active involvement uh, in Romans 12, this chapter that we're going through, God is expressing this greatly. And uh, it's an active involvement. And it's like God is saying, give me your life so that I can, I can give you mercy and grace. I can give you my love that will pour into you and then pour out into others around you. So he does not demand that we submit to him. He wants us to respond out of love 
real love, authentic love, sane love. After all, one of the fruits of the Spirit is a sound mind, right? And the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's the first uh, of the list there. So good stuff, guys. So how do we get the sane love? How are we going to accomplish this? How? By renewing your mind. Renewing your mind every day, guys. Some people will ask, like, how do I know what God's will is for me? It's easy. You just wake up in the morning, you praise God, you thank him, and you say, God, I want to, here I am. Use me. I want to do what you have to do. I have my own schedule, but feel free to interrupt it at any time and let me know it's you and help me to work for you in that way to do good work for you. That's how you know God's will. So Romans chapter 12, I'm going to show you a quick timeline because I think it's important to do this. But if you look to the right of this timeline, uh, right around 35 AD, that's when Paul was uh, born again and became a Christian. He was a great Pharisee named Saul, and that became Paul, which means little. And then right around 56, 57 AD, we know is when Paul wrote the book, the magnanimous, awesome book of Romans, that God had him write it, because we know that all scripture is uh, inspired by God. It all comes from him. So right around there, it was written, and that was between uh, 35 and 95 AD. It was right around 56, 57 AD, all right? So let's go ahead and get into the scripture now. So it starts with, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers or sisters, it means brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable, excuse me, that's the New King James Version, which is your spiritual worship. New King James Version says, which is your reasonable service. And that's also good. Verse two, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Oh, I love that, don't you? Good stuff. So do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In the Greek, transformed is actually metamorpho, which is where we get metamorphosis, right? And it means a complete change of form inside and out. Like when a polywog becomes a frog, it, they literally, they can only be in the water as a polywog, like a fish. That's the only way they can breathe. But when they become a frog, they metamorphose or transform into this frog, they can live inside and outside of water. Another great illustration is a caterpillar. A caterpillar uh, gets in the, the cocoon. It's like a, almost like a worm, ugly little worm thing. And it gets in a cocoon, which is almost like a tomb in a way, or it's like a, you're being changed. So that it becomes metamorphosized inside of this cocoon and becomes a beautiful butterfly. And it has to detach from that cocoon. Sometimes the cocoon will stick around for a little while, but then eventually it detaches and it flies away. It's kind of like us. We still have that old flesh, right? It's like that cocoon that we're still dragging around. Here's a nice uh, picture of a beautiful butterfly. And look at all these beautiful butterflies, just the, the awesome colors that they 
they show here. I'll zoom this up a little bit so we can see them better. But it's uh, it's really cool. I love butterflies. All right. So this is uh, I made the screen freeze up a little bit. Sorry about that. But this is what we see, um, and it's just beautiful what God does. He wants to transform us, and uh, nature definitely shows us those things. Pretty cool stuff. All right. So, for by the grace given to me, verse 3 says, say to everyone among you, do not think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Verse 4, for as in one body we have many members, and that means parts in the Greek, and the members do not all have the same function. So remember the, the body of Christ, right? The body of Christ is, that's us, all the believers, all the people who believe in Jesus Christ, we are called the body of Christ. So here we go. So what do we have? I'm going to name a few here. <laughs> Sorry about this picture, you guys. It looks like Mr. Potato Head, right? So we have one mouth, right? One nose, two ears and two eyes. Now it's interesting, right? There's one mouth and two ears. You think God's trying to tell us something? Maybe we should listen twice as much as we speak. And I'm the most guilty of this at all. Ask my wife, I, oh my, do I like to talk sometimes? <laughs> so we have red blood cells. You guys know that red blood cells are amazing. They bring the oxygen throughout the entire body to the very fingertips. It's like a it's like a picture of God's love going out to the warmth, going out to each limb and each part of the body, bringing that, that oxygen and nutrients to the body. So each one has a different function, a different job, just like us believers. We're all very unique and very different. And the eyes are just amazing, you guys. Have you ever done a study on eyes? They're the most complex organism. I mean, they're just amazing how God made these things. I just love it. So then there's white blood cells. White blood cells attack the, the viruses and, and bacteria, infection, things like that, that come into the bloodstream. So they're on guard. They're ready to attack these, uh, uh, these harmful uh, things that are introduced in the cells that are introduced into the body, and they will keep you from dying. It's like your immune system, right? So the, some believers are, that's their gifting is to, to be like that, right? Everybody's a little different. Platelets, what do platelets do? They, they slow the blood flow from a, from a wound and they let it heal. Some people are very gifted in the healing area, doctors, and some people's are their prayer ministry where they reach out to God and, and people get healed. So there's lots of that too. There's the right brain. Then there's the left brain. The right brain are, is where we get our, our, uh, our art and uh, creativity and uh, just uh, all the creativeness, like writing poems and writing just beautiful stuff. And then the left brain, that's where we get a lot of our, our uh, bean counters. I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. No, this is where we get a lot of our mathematicians. We get our accountants and, and we need these people. We need all these people in the body of Christ. And then we have our muscles, right? Our muscles give us the strength to do obstacle courses or go surfing. That's one of my favorite things to do. 
Um, just an amazing thing. Look at athletes and the muscles they have. And then our bones, that's like our foundation. That's what holds us together. So each person in the body of Christ could represent one or two of these things or three, but they're all different. Everybody has a different gifting, you guys. So that's what it shows us here in that scripture. So verse five, so we though many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. So let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So he's kind of given us a description of all these different uh uh, these different giftings that people have. All right. Verse nine. So let love begin genuine, be genuine, excuse me. Let love be genuine, authentic, be real. We don't want to pretend to love people. We want to really love people. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. In other words, honor, look at others as better than yourself, right? Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. So we remember in Romans, the first part of Romans was all about salvation and God's grace and how to be saved, right? But now we're seeing in this part of Romans that it's not that so much as it's called sanctification. We're learning how to be sanctified to become more and more like Jesus Christ. That's what this is about. So it's good stuff, you guys. And this is what these verses are about. All right. So let's move on to, uh, let's see, we looked at verse nine. We're gonna look at verse nine a little bit closer. Let love be genuine. We talked about the Greek word for love, for God's love because there's three different kinds. There's brotherly love, there's phileo, there's uh, there's another kind of love that's like an attraction, attractive kind of love, uh, which is the most shallow. And then there's phileo, which is brotherly love, which is, is a little bit deeper than that. But then you have agape love. Agape love is the Greek word uh, for God's love. And, and it's a selfless, sacrificial, unconditional kind of love. It's a love as God fills us with his love and we are able to give his love to others. That's what this is about. So verse 14, let those who persecute you, I'm sorry, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. I had issues with this for many years. Um, had some people that would persecute me for being a Christian and I had to learn to love them and be a blessing to them. Verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty. That means arrogant, right? But associate with the lowly, with the humble. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one for evil, but give thought to what, uh, to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all good stuff and in verse 19 beloved never avenge yourselves but leave it to the wrath of god for it is written vengeance is mine says the lord 
I, I will repay, says the Lord. So when someone does evil to you, I know it's, it's really hard. I know you, what we want to do is we want to attack back. We want to fight back right away. But God says, vengeance is mine. He'll deal with it. You need to pray for those people. Pray for those who persecute you. That's the only way. That's the only way it works for me. I had this guy persecute me for many years at work and just hated me because I was a Christian. And um, I, I wanted to get back at him. I did sometimes. It wasn't good. It made me look bad as a Christian. It didn't do any good. But when I'm kind, I could just feel the warmness in my chest. I could feel God letting me know that I'm doing the right thing. There's a peace there too. Uh, vengeance uh, in the Greek is to vindicate one's right to do to do one justice. Sounds good, right? Like I want to give this guy justice, but no, that's not what we're about. In fact, justice is not something you want to pray for because you deserve hell and so do I. So we don't pray for justice. God, give me justice. No, we pray for mercy which is not getting justice, <laughs> not getting what you deserve. And then we also pray for grace. We receive the grace, which is getting something good that you don't deserve. All right. So verse 20, to the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, or for by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. That's back, it's an Egyptian thing uh, where it was a, a way of bringing shame to somebody because uh, you're blessing him. So verse 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Here's a picture of uh, World War II, uh, the Japanese surrendering with Douglas MacArthur on the ship and these, these leaders of Japan. But what we did was we took care of Japan. We helped them after the war and it was a good thing. And God blessed us as a nation for that, I believe. Um, when I was in the army rangers, uh, we young rangers wanted to just be real brutal with, uh, we did this training for prisoners of war and captured, you know, enemy. And the old sergeant said, no, you, you give them water, you feed them, you treat them right with respect. Okay. So that's how we treat, you don't need to trust them, but you need to treat them with respect. That's the picture there. So Romans 12, sane love in this crazy world, you guys. We need to have sane love. And if you don't have that love, if you don't have the love of God in you, um, you need to ask him for it. He will give it to you. He'll help you forgive people. He'll give you a new life. If you're not a believer, you can pray this prayer right after me that I'm going to give you in a minute here to receive Jesus Christ, to be born again, have a new life, be transformed, have a new life with Jesus. This is why he came, you guys. This world is broken and lost. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches that you too are lost. The Bible says to come to Christ. You need to come to Christ today, my friend. God loves you and he calls you to turn away from sin and trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you will do that, God promises to give you a new beginning, my friend, and a new life that is both abundant and eternal. That means you're going to live forever. And right now, wherever you are, you can begin a relationship with God. You can just stop what you're doing. You can say this prayer. It's the most important thing that you will ever do. This could be the best day of your life, my friend. You could start this by simply talking to God. That's what this is. That's what this prayer is. You're simply talking to him and you can do it. So you can just pray like this right after me. Just say these words. 
Just repeat after me if you want to receive Jesus to open your life up to him. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I am sorry for my sin. I want to turn from my sin. Please forgive me. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe he died on the cross for my sin. And you raised him to life. I want him to come into my heart and take control of my life. I want to trust Jesus as my savior and follow him as my Lord. From this day forward, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, my friend, if you prayed that prayer, congratulations. All of heaven is rejoicing right now. Feel free to comment down below and let me know so I can pray for you, actually. And uh, this is the best day of your life, my friend. Hey, everybody else, I want you to know that we're going to be going through Romans chapter 13 next time. I got some new... Um, some new episodes on a quick timeline of the entire Bible to get the whole picture of the Bible really quickly. You can check those out. Well, God bless you and God bless the kingdom of God coming to this world soon. George Crabb signing out.